Welcome to So Far So Rare. This week I'm joined by the MLS card guy. He's got a sexy little sign and I don't, which means that you're a more professional podcaster than me. So they're in for a treat this week. Oh, hell yeah. Let's sorry do this. For, yeah, sorry for anyone just listening. <laughs> There's a little sign behind him that says Sore in the States and it, it glows up and it's beautiful. But it's blinky and it does all the blinky things. It like goes in circles and it, it's great. Lovely. We've got all the segments again this week. Obviously, I started the, like two weeks ago with Quinny. Let's do this revamped. And then Dan and Alok come on. And now here we are. But and we threw it out the window. Yeah, out the window for a week. Them. But we're back. <laughs> Three talking points for this week. We're going to talk about the boost in the shop, Ether Awards for baseball. Uh, is it enough? The impact that'll have, very briefly, because I know a lot of these care more about football. And then just last week's podcast with uh, So Rare Guys, any thoughts we've had? Because I obviously haven't really dissected that anywhere. Pump permission. I'm going to get um, Chris here to pump the shit out of some players. We have So Rare R&D, where we're going to basically get a feature uh, off Chris here and see what he thinks. Take some of your questions. Then we've got the Cap Cup to end with. And a couple... Oh, also, my little story of the week. Story of the week. There we go. The Wait, I'm typing it in so I don't forget it. Lots of people enjoyed that last week. I'm sure lots of you hated it, but I only heard the positives, so let's go with that. Right. First up, boosts in the shop. Talk to me. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I love the idea, right? I love that they're kind of expanding the club shop and giving us more things to do with the SoCoins. And I think they talked about, obviously, last week, uh, kind of it, it being a work in progress and us getting, you know, new stuff and, and not all coming at once at one time. Um, and I think this is a, another cool little step that you can kind of, you know, get a, a little bit of an advantage and you can, you can put your... Um, you can put your boost on whoever you, you want. So it's a nice little strategy, you know, boost as well. Um, so my, my question here, and, and this may have been communicated somewhere and I just didn't read it. It says zero of one for all of these boosts. Does that mean there's only one boost for each level? Or are they coming out with like more boosts as we go? Or like, Ooh. what's the, what, what's the deal with that? Do you, do you have any, any inside info on that? Cause it just looks like it's just one boost to me based on how they ran all of the other, like the mm. training expansion and everything. Let me see. If we go to their announcements, surely to God, our official support or something, new boost some more. Um, is it one per player or is it one full stop? Because, I mean, it looks like on the on the player thing, it was like you can boost them up to three ah, times, right? Okay, it says a maximum of one level up boost per scarcity can be redeemed from the club shop every three days. A maximum of three ah, level up boosts okay. can be applied to the same card. Okay, so, so you gotta just could, wait three days. Yeah, so essentially that tells me that over the course of nine days you could level a card up three times, and that's that. Yeah. So you can go from seventeen yeah. to twenty over three days. Yeah. You know, and, and that's huge. That takes that's like a year of progress. You know, like yeah. with all of the XP that you have to pick up, especially once you get to those higher levels. Like that's mm. actually not uh, not something to laugh at to get what? those extra percentage points. But I mean, it's a lot. Like, I I could never see myself doing it. Um, when I look at it, I just think they're very expensive. I actually, if we talk fundamentally about them first, right before we talk about their pricing and that, right, the idea mm -hmm. of paying for leveling up, it's this kind. Of, I don't know you're not paying, but being able to like level up by the like, wheels will earn more coins, so the higher end of the game will right. have more chance sure. to level up, which makes it like pay to win. But it's already pay to win. It's just for me, I don't think it fundamentally changes anything massively. Like I, I think it's a cool little addition and if it had it been there from the start, yeah. no one gives a shit. I think now it's easy for people to look at it and go like, Oh, pay to win, more pay to win. And I think what people need to realise is like 
you know, it has been a bit out of whack, and maybe that's why some of the prices at the top end were, were lacking recently. Maybe the wheels need a little bit back, and I think things like giving them more coins. Coins are obviously going to become a more focal part of the game. We're going to discuss that soon when we talk about last week's podcast, but my point is, and I'm rambling here in a big way, is that, like, I don't think it's that bad that people who put in way more lineups have more coins and can therefore power up a little yeah. bit more. I think oh, it's kind 100%. of like most games kind of go, like... Yeah. At the higher level you play, you get more of whatever in-game currency that is, be it really RuneScape, be it whatever it is, and therefore you can kind of compound fast. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talk- Am I talking well, shite? I feel like I'm talking no, shite. No, no, 100%. Like, I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to reward people that have huge, uh, lots of lineups that they put in. And I'd love to see them kind of do this, and I, I'm sure this is in the plans, kind of do this across three sports, right? Like last week... This is the first week that I ever had 20 Sora lineups going at one time. Uh, and that's split across baseball and, and football with football being or baseball being back. Um, so it'd be cool to be able to earn coins from all of this and kind of pump it into one thing. Um, how many, uh, let me ask you this. How many coins do you earn like average a week? Like what, like what do you kind of average? 5k. Okay. Okay. I have like 25,000 in the locker, but I bought the first two training expansions. Yeah, I did the same thing, and I think I have like six thousand left now. Um, so I was just interested, like how high a level you have to get to like earn coins consistently, mm. you know, at that level. Because I think I earn like two k a week, but I only play limited and rare for the most part. If I go to my so rare results, will it tell me? So I earned five thousand fifty in the midweek, seventeen hundred. But that looks like another oh international break three hundred. Yeah, five thousand one hundred. 2250 literally half 5500 so it is kind of i'm about a so it's 5, like weekends seven and a half k yeah, a week max. on a full stack of fixtures in champions league um anyway so first I mean, fundamentally that's like one I that's one this. rare level up basically yeah. almost i think had they made this like too accessible where wheels could come in with their 5000 coins and level up all their cards it's broken but i think whenever you make it every three days and it's costing like an arm and a leg I don't think it's really going to impact the game that much. And look, if someone wants to get their card from 19 to 12, well, like, people will do it from level 1 to 2, but anyone listening who's new to this, don't go buying these. Don't do that. Um, and yeah. if you're going to do it, do it at the higher level cards because yeah. the cards kind of go from level 1 to 2 very quickly, 2 to 3 very quickly, and so on and so forth. It gets progressively harder and longer to level up because more XP is required. So I would only be applying this to cards um, 16, 17, 18, 19 kind of level right I, up there. I would also maybe. pay attention... I would also pay attention to when your card leveled up. Like if it's about to level up from 16 yeah, to 17, bother. don't do it. Like wait the month until it levels up and then level it up again from there. Yeah. You know, like get the most value out of it if you're going to spend all these coins on this. But equally, I won't so spend you, these coins on this. I was going to say, are you going to wait for like merch and tickets and stuff like that? I think I just want to get the full landscape. I, like I don't want to go. Yeah. Like I mean, the worst thing that can happen with this, and it's kind of hard because it's been... If there was some sort of roadmap on what's coming or how much things are likely to cost, I know it's very hard to do that. Maybe people would start spending now because they know the crack, but ultimately, this isn't real money. So Rare don't need people to spend it whenever. But I think what they're going to run into is, I don't know to give these tickets and merch away. I think it's going to end up having to be like a raffle-y thing or something. Because this is a free currency, maybe they can circumnavigate gambling laws and it's like a fun side game. But like, I just think, how are they going to manage who gets what is it going to be based off or is it a bidding thing maybe they'll have us all bid on jerseys bidding's kind of fun actually like auctions for merch would be fun using the coins yeah my point i, I, I just think sense. that would actually be really fun i'm just thinking like if yeah. they throw up 
50 jerseys from the J-League or something. I mean, how do you decide who gets them? Because you can't just go, buy done. Like, there's 10 of these to be redeemed. They're going to sell out in a people. minute. They'll sell out like that. Yeah. All the ones you want, and they'll be left with a little shape yeah. in the shop. Whereas if it's auctions, right. I mean, you know, I think it could be really fun. If imagine there was like a Sassuolo signed shirt or a Sassuolo shirt, I'd be like, I don't really give a shit about Sassuolo. But no one's looking at right. that. So... Do you know what? I'd, I'd stick 2,000 coins at it. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. And then you go and buy all the Sassuolo cards too. You know? So then you, it could be fun. Feeds back in. But I think like the worst thing that can happen is you spunk your load, you have no coins left, and then stuff comes up that you really want and you wish you kept your coins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another consideration I think is if you're paying 7,500 to level up one rare card once, which I think is a lot of coins, Like that's, that's, that's a full week's work of my calendar. You know, on a full stack, good teams. That's like a 50th of the coins I'll generate in a year. Or right. for 2,000 and then another 5,000, I think that the pricing's off slightly. For 7,000, I can lock two more training lineups. And with those two more training lineups, I can double the XP of 10 cards a week. I just think compound. But you can only time, do that once, though. Can only you can only buy those training teams once, then they get yeah, way but more it costs expensive. cheap. So for I can train, I can unlock two training lineups, which is ten players every week forever. Who are going to get double XP? Oh yeah, I, you have to buy those first, but then yeah. once you get those, <laughs> yeah, okay. you can't buy them again. You know, and so I like, what are you going to do after that? Level up specific cards, right? But I don't know. You I buy just your think... one dream player. You want you want as level as high as possible. You know. I think like it's all about comparative value in this shop now because nothing really has value. And I heard, um, was it Andy Laird talking about this recently? Was it Jimmer said to him on a live stream or something about how once jerseys come out, we'll be able to actually stick real world money prices on those and therefore work mm -hmm. backwards and work out what is a coin worth roughly. And then you can start to play around, like maybe it makes things make more sense. But right now it's all relative value. And if you mean to tell me I can pay 7.5k to level up one rare card one level, or I can pay 7,000 to have two extra training lineups to get 10 players forever, double XP every week. I just think it's yeah. like... But I mean, I know once you get to the top levels, if you're training guys... What about the third training lineup? What about that third one? I think it's, it's 15 a bit. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm not going there. You know, yeah. two, five, okay, let's get them in early. Uh, like kind of compounding right. the returns. Get it in early. I got them in early. For me now, 15,000 is like, hmm... But then fifteen thousand. I don't know. That that's three weeks work for me. Like, for another. Yeah. I don't know. But if it was going to get it, I should have got it three weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? It's that type of yeah. thing. If you're getting them, get them. You should have. You, you should have already done it. Do you think they'll ever like just sell so five coins straight up for fiat or ETH or whatever? Hmm, that's a really good question. Alternate revenue stream. I mean, I think it's a if great this stuff revenue stream because you're talking something. Sorry, maybe you were talking about like jerseys flawed. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There might be something massively flawed from like an economics standpoint, but I'm not qualified in that. I think it makes sense. You can come in and buy the coins for real cash. And maybe because we're relatively OG and have the galleries that can churn coins, we'd be like, imagine buying that. <laughs> you want me to spend X amount yeah. on these coins? <laughs> but what if over time new people are coming in and they're like, ah, it's going to take me ages to sign up, but I really want that jersey. Can I just buy 5,000 of these coins for 400 quid? And right. it is another revenue stream, but I don't know. Maybe there's like massive implications and people are at home going, no, they can't do that because of this. And then maybe that's fair. But I, don't know. I was just thinking of that when they were, when we were talking yeah. on the podcast last week. I was like, on my, just sold them? yeah, they could on my road to glory this week, uh, because I don't really take it. I take it seriously I try and do as well as I can but what I mean is 
I, I you mean is it's beneath you coins. and you're too no, big a whale. No, what I mean is I'm not going to make <laughs> enough coins over there for it to ever matter. And I don't think off that second account I could be redeeming in real life stuff anyway. You know, you could play the game, but yeah. like on that second account, I think like the affiliate rules and all are like, you can't buy and sell this or do this. So I did use their like extra swap and extra swap for different leagues this week. Um, and I'm telling you, for like free-to-play players who are new, I mean, I had 400 coins or something saved up after like seven or eight weeks of playing this, like the five or six divisions, including the MLS now. And I was able to like get an extra swap in Syria, an extra swap in the Premier League, an extra swap in the Liga or something. And it makes that game like a bit more fun. The 100 coins, you give up the 100 coins to swap three players because quite often you'll have two players but you're two credits off. But yes. if you just shift that goalkeeper, yes. he's worth 42 and make him a 40 goalkeeper. Or like, you know, I thought yeah. it was kind of fun. I enjoyed so it. So we actually talked, we actually were, were going to talk about the MLS draft. Um, and one of the points I was going to bring up for that was they're kind of like half in, half out on which mode they want to be playing, right? Um, I, I think it would be better to either go to one of the extremes, right? Either just reset a lineup every single week. So you're always picking matchups and it's always, you know, what's going on this week or make the teams deeper, like give us, you know, three, four backups at each spot. And then you don't get to swap nearly as often. Like you just have your team and you have to have thought ahead. Like I think with the, with the two swaps, it's like, it's kind of in that spot where like you can't really just pick players for one week, but also you can't really pick players for the long term because you could just have two defenders with a bad matchup and all of a sudden you you don't like you don't have anything to play. So um yeah, that that extra swap is is an interesting one. I'm not sure I would spend coins on that because like every little coin matters, you know. Mm. Um But if you're but, a free to play player who's relatively new in the game, your mindset's different because you're probably not realistically gonna have true. a rare card to yeah. level up. You don't need training lineups. Do you know what I mean? You're playing for free yeah. and a few hundred coins, you know, it might help you get that limited. Get that level up common, baby. Yeah. The level up is it six hundred that's actually too 600. much. Six hundred. I I actually think that's too much. Would you you'd rather swap six players than get a level up? hundred percent. If I was playing free to play, a hundred percent. Because ultimately, it comes down to each week having the best players, and I that's something Andy Laird said, and it kind of stuck out at me a long time ago. It's like having the best players. Like XP is wonderful, but having the best players is what counts. And I hear that logic. I do massively respect XP, and I actually do really like XP and try and build XP. Um, but if it was a case of a change in the players and having the best matchups. You'd rather that than... I'd rather be able to have Danny Parejo against Elche one week than my Vinicius Jr. who's playing Barcelona, even though he slaughtered them recently, but you get my point, um, <laughs> with an extra 1%. He's getting hot again. It's yeah, great. he's getting so hot. But um, yeah, it's something else to say on that, but it's escaped me. I like... Oh, that's... I like the... The fact that it is kind of like not quite short term, but not quite long term, because it really creates headaches. Like I'm doing it every week now and trying my hardest for that road to glory. And it's like, it's an absolute nightmare. I'll tell you the biggest problem with the game. Yeah, I don't like headaches. Why do you like headaches, John? You're right. I know, because I think it makes the game better. I I think FPL's too, I don't know if linear's the word. Um, It's too simple. There's one decision a week. Oh, but there's double game weeks and blanks to optimize for. That's too much of a headache for the casual lay person you know doubles yeah. and blanks and all this shit but 99% 90% of the weeks are just i am getting everyone's getting rid of Salah and bringing in Kevin De Bruyne everyone's getting rid of Trent and bringing in Chilwell Every, you know there's all these things whereas i think this is a more engaging game it has the right level of headache for me but 
the biggest flaw as someone who plays all of them, like all the leagues, um, and I don't know if the kind of idea for so rare is that everyone comes in and plays their league and maybe they venture out, or if the bulk of us all do actually just play the five or six of them now, six of them. But the Serie A one is shit. All of them are great because <laughs> you have everyone pretty much. And I think in France there's a couple of teams you don't have, which is a bit annoying at times. Because my process is I go... I look at the fixtures, I look at the biggest lopsided fixtures, I look at standout players I want to target, and I look at how I can get them in. And in Serie A, you can't get Roma, Juventus, Inter, Juventus. I got mm. ripped on a video recently for saying Juventus on a short. You know when it gets loads of views in the comments, we're just Juventus, <laughs> Juventus. Um, I don't know, it's just a bit crap in Serie A because I think quite often you're looking for the Roma, the Inter or the Juventus against yeah. the bot like Sampdoria, right. Cremonese or whatever and it's so often when those matchups come you're like boom that's your target oh no I'm not. So you end up with quite <laughs> a lot kidding. of like mid-table matchups where there's no real edge. Yeah. So, yeah. That's know. actually so you're talking about playing all five. I play Prem, Bundesliga, La Liga and MLS. Mm. So I don't actually play the Serie A or the French League so I haven't really experience, experience that, that too much but i also don't swap every week mm. like i just kind of have a i just have my group and i just kind of sit them out there i mean i i don't do that well either yeah so maybe that's why maybe baseball brought in ether awards yes Let me they see did they and they didn't just do it for podiums either which i thought was interesting i was expecting just like some cash for the top three but it's like unlimited all the way down to like 100 places so it's crazy in limited pro, is this for every game week? This graphic, yes, it is. As far so, as I know, yeah. So every game week, if you come first in limited pro, you're going to get two hundred quid. Seconds, this is dollars. Second, one hundred and twenty. Third, eighty. Fourth and fifth, fifty. Sixth to tenth, twenty. Eleventh to twentieth, ten. And then twenty-first to hundredth, a fiver. Um, rare pros like four hundred, two fifty. 150 kind of double ish and then it goes super rare pros 800 500 200 and unique pro first gets a thousand gets a grand so what was the big number they put out they're giving away like two or three hundred grand or something over the course of the season what was the number they put out there i i didn't see the total number i saw somebody was it you maybe that said you'd rather have like two million over the course of the season no somebody said that somebody said that um Oh my god, so rare have a funky little but so rare MLB have like a so rare logo beside their Twitter now. I don't, I don't know how to describe it to you. Go and look at it, it's weird. Uh, let me see, scrolling back, I definitely seen we're giving away. We've added <clears throat> someone made a grand tweet of we've added like hundreds of thousands and they had the figure to the game. But my question to you is you're more in that baseball community than me. Is it enough? And I mean, because that's that's the criticism I saw. It's free money. It's not free money. You have to right. play cards, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's money that wasn't there last season and people enjoyed the game. Right. It is an added way to yield. It is great that they've got over the stumbling block or whatever of, I don't know, the gambling laws or the whatever it was that meant they couldn't put ETH prizes in last season. I think it's a really great addition. But obviously, everyone wants free money. And they look at the... I think I seen I forget who it was and I'm so sorry because I know you put a lot of work into this. But someone said something like based off the amount they'll pay out in a season, it's like a ninety-four percent rake or something. Or ninety something percent rake, whereas the likes of DraftKings, who make thirty or forty million in revenue each year, only have like a thirty-five percent rake or something like that. And I'm sorry I can't credit you. I've seen it and I scrolled past and it's gone. But is it enough 
if there's like an auctions or I mean, an XMR. That, that stat probably is only taking actual cash into consideration, whereas you are also giving away cards. Like you are also not auctioning those cards. So there you do need to consider that. Um is it enough? I mean, at the limited level. I, How many I, people enter? I wonder. How many people enter? So as far as I know, I think it's like 2,000-ish. The, the prize rates are really high in baseball as compared to um, as compared to football. In, in the first week, it was 2767 that entered uh, into – oh, that was All-Star. 2161 in uh, Limited Pro. And then the second week, it was just over 2,000. So, so you need um, to be paying down to 100 places four is or 5%. 10%. Or yeah, five percent, um, and then obviously card rewards go down lower than that. But that's, I mean, a football reward is like what six, seven percent somewhere in there, and the card rewards go even lower. Um, also, considering that a lot of these limited cards are, you know, two, three, four dollars, like you can win basically your entire lineup's worth of cash if you have mm-hmm. a decent week. And baseball is the type of sport where you can do that. You don't just you know, pop all your superstars in there and just automatically win every week. Baseball is a very up and down, like guys just get hot randomly. Um, mm. So it, I, I feel like for someone maybe on the lower end of the scale, I think it's great for someone, you know, who's a whale. I don't think it, I don't think they matter at all. I don't think they care um, because you're very rarely going to be, th- you know, finishing in the top three, like consistently. Um so at that point, like you're not really like five, 10 bucks when you've spent, you know, how much ever doesn't really matter that much. Um, I mean, it is something, but I, I think it's better for lower tier players with smaller galleries as opposed to, you know, whales. But um, I mean, it's, you know, it's something, right. It, it gives us something to tie the price to in a, in a way. Cause I think one of the problems in baseball is it's just, you know, and same with basketball It's just, you know, cards to win cards. And you don't really know, like, yes, I can win a ton of cards with my Aaron judge, but like, what does that mean? Like how I'd have to figure out how much I can sell them for and all this different stuff. Now, at least you can say, well, with Aaron judge, I'm going to get, you know, four or five, you know, top tens over the course of the year. That's worth X amount of dollars. Um, so I can at least, you know, I can at least justify paying X amount of dollars to to get X amount back mm. in, in actual money. So it does kind of tie the the top of the market um, to a to more of a dollar value. I mean, it's still difficult to figure out what that value should be, but it gets closer. Step in the right direction. Question: um, If you can give me an answer straight away, I mean, I'm talking no longer than five seconds of explanation. If I need to buy mm-hmm. a relief pitcher, who's the best? If you can't, uh, about Emmanuel Classe. Okay, he's the one they all he's say. He's the about. best closer in the game, and he had the second most appearances in the in the baseball last year. And they just added a bunch of points for appearances. Okay, off so. I go to buy. Classe is your Classe. guy because I think my Edwin Diaz got injured or something. Yes, he is hurt. Yeah, yeah. so he was I think my for guy. The year. Yeah, so yeah. I need to buy one or two relief pitchers. Anyway, uh, on to the next bit. So last week's podcast is something I want to talk about because obviously I talked a lot to Dan and Alok. Um, I know a lot of people say Alok, but I asked them and it's Alok. Alok. So I haven't really talked about that or discussed that. Um, You said you listened. What did you think? So I think the, the biggest thing that stood out for me was at one point they said like, 
we're, you know, obviously we're planning, we have this business plan and we have this outlook, but this is unprecedented territory. Like we haven't, no one's done this before. Right. And, and I just stopped and thought about that for a second. I was like, you know what, if I were running a business that no one had ever really done before, like you're talking to leagues, trying to get licenses that haven't existed yet. Um, and I was doing this, I would be making way more mistakes. So like, I, I, I it just kind of put in perspective for me for some reason, um, just kind of more of that patience that, that I think people sometimes, um, people sometimes always want things to like come quickly uh, and come out right. Um, and when you're doing things that have never been done before, it's very difficult to do them right, but it's also really difficult to do them quickly. So I think that was one of the things that was, that was really interesting. And then obviously, um, as far as the actual topics, like I thought the burn concept was, was one of the most interesting ones. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that, mm. um, because I am kind of interested in it, but I can also see how I, I can see an unintended, you know, consequence from burning cards, um, that I think people may not necessarily like. So what I know you didn't get to talk much about burning cards on the podcast, but what was your, what are your thoughts about burning cards? My thoughts in a nutshell, and I haven't put deep thought into this, and I'm more than happy to be told otherwise, is that burning cards reduces supply, and basic economics yes. means yes. that increases demand, relative demand or whatever. I'm probably talking like an idiot here. You get my point. So no, I don't see right. the downside, depending on what they give out as the prize. It could be XP, or well, there won't be XP. We know it will probably be coins now, or burn x amount of cards to get another card or i don't know how it works but i don't really see a downside now i get a andy laird always says who's getting more shout outs than ever on this podcast um <laughs> always says like he doesn't see how burning all the crap cards in the game changes anything or impacts anything and i think like if you can't buy a crap card because it's not there you're going to go and buy a better card i just think like if there's less of the crapper cards that, which means it drives up their price a little bit. It means that the slightly better cards will have to still be worth more than them. Unless the supply is way out of whack across the board. And because there are a load of this better player because no one wants to burn them. They're actually going for cheaper than this. But we've had that for years on the game with like players that only had 15 rares minted. And they're, a rel they're just an illiquid card and it does kind of take them out. Right. So the problem and I think the, you're going to show me... Yeah. yeah, let me let me keep going for a second because I, I want to try yeah. and predict the future. You're getting there. I can see the problem being <laughs> that people can't get who they want to get or a Sheffield United supporter or a Southampton supporter could come in but all the Southampton cards have been burned so you can't actually collect Southampton cards. Um, is that kind of where you're going? It makes it less accessible. Yeah. It's it's 100% where I'm going with it. Um, and also the fact that sometimes, you know, the crap cards are... 18 19 20 years old and they turn into really good players and what you should have two three years worth of supply all of a sudden this player pops off and there's only 10 cards of him now his price goes through the roof and i think that's i, I think that's the one thing with a small supply yes it raises demand but it also makes things way more volatile right mm. it makes one one purchase that someone shouldn't make now sets the market for everybody else mm. Um, even if it was a bad price and they shouldn't have paid it, now that's the market because there's no one else to say, well, if you're going to pay that, I'll sell mine for X. Yeah. Um, 
So it makes the prices way more volatile on these, you know, crap guys. And we all know, we've all seen crap guys go off for, you know, two months and their prices skyrocket and then they come back down. If The more supply there is, the less they skyrocket. And so the less people get burned when they come back down. Mm. So it just makes things way, way, way more volatile. So I just want, I, I, I would be very careful about like burning, especially young players. Like I, I don't mind, you know, burning the guys that are, are close like to it. retirement or retired, but no, like, I love it. Can I tell you burn why the young it? guys? Yeah. Do you know why I love it? Honestly, because... I really do love it. I think so think of the physical card market. The beauty mm-hmm. of the physical card market is the tops are plenty or have released millions of these cards. Right. But yeah. the reality is that only X amount now more these days, but back in the past, only X amount of those cards are kept in any sort of condition, and the condition matters. Right. And a lot of cards right. are played with by kids and ultimately unresellable because no one gives a shit about them anymore. And blah, blah blah. I think the beauty of this is that I would love the f- I would love it if everyone burned shoe many a few years ago. I don't know. There's probably like more under the radar guys who've come out of nowhere, right? But let's pretend yeah. shoe many. Everyone burnt his like Monaco rookie card. You know, and there's instead of there being a thousand limiteds or the seven hundred that were minted or whatever the number is, there was only a hundred and eighty left because so many people burnt them. It just makes that rare, and it means that people who actually had conviction to hold, or people who collected and kept, you have a more valuable asset. Because I don't know, I kind of like that idea. I, I like the idea of it being asset. scarce. I like the idea of it being hard to get the players you want. Because I remember it used to be like that on the platform. Limiteds has yeah. made everything really easy. And I know if a million yeah. people join the platform, things will be hard enough as it is. I just kind of like the idea of things being more scarce. But maybe it, there maybe there are massive impacts and wrong issues with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not like dug in. I'm just like, the idea, I kind of like it. See, I'm I'm a data guy. So like when I price cards, I don't want to just like pick a price out of thin air and just yeah. say like here's the price, right? That. That's why I don't really buy one of a hundred cards, because I'm like, well, there should be a premium, but like what is it? You know, mm-hmm. how much of a premium? What's the what's the percentage that I go up on this card? Like I just list everything at floor because I buy I don't buy like special cards. If I buy a collection of cards, like my Braves collection um, of limited year ones, I'm not, I'm not selling those. So there's no reason to put a price on them. Um, so like, I want to have at least some idea of what everybody else thinks this thing is worth and not yeah. just like throw stuff out. Whereas if he's only got two rookies, well, the other one's never leaving someone's gallery. I can, I can literally charge whatever I want as long as someone will pay it. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know that's not really how my brain works so i never really like get those premiums i always list too low and, and never get that stuff but um yeah i mean i can see i can see 100 percent both ways as far as uh like it does make it more rare and that's the whole point of burning right um yeah. so it, it goes both ways there's more volatility which can be good and can be bad so just a bit of like other thoughts from last week's podcast like it was a case of what i liked about it is that beforehand it was like john like we want to do this but ultimately you know for legal reasons we we're going to need to run like what we're going to talk about past we'll need to check it afterwards but i can tell yeah. you hand on heart when i whatever i put to them they didn't knock anything back and whatever the only thing that was edited out there was something edited out you can tell the edited out part yeah the thing they edited out is this no the only thing edited out not on last week's but it's on this week's no i swear i swear to god the only thing edited out was there was 
tapping on a keyboard at 54 minutes in or something yeah yeah but dan asked like i think he was clicking away on his keyboard while alok was talking about 50 minutes in because he wanted it to sound better there was nothing still cut. working and you can yeah. tell that when it's listening Love that there's no break i mean obviously it would be easy edited or fudge so i'm not trying to but anyway I, I really respected them for that there was no like retakes there was no funny about there was no like oh can we do that again that didn't happen which was nice um yeah and I think I I had the same experience when I've interviewed so so our employees. Yeah. Like, yes, they make you like go through all these things and send over the questions, and you know it's all pre-approved and blah blah blah. But it is actually like pretty much live. Like, it's pretty much what we do with everybody else, yeah. and we sent it to them. They didn't make any changes to ours, so we just you know kind of published it. And yeah, I mean, I I think that level of transparency is not something that you see with typically yeah. a lot of companies and especially a lot of companies in, in public eye, like they are. Yeah. Um, so kudos to them for that. And kudos to Dan. He's a legend, even though he should not be naming what the sower people are called. That was, that was bad. <laughs> naming what? rights or whatever. At the, so- at the very end, he tried to like name what the community should be called. <laughs> that was, Oh, Dan. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm trying to think of a name myself. I don't know. I will have to come up with that one. But a fourth point, um, this is meant to be three, but this one probably should have been in here instead of something else. But the K-Leagues landed. Where the, it's the end of part of that debacle. We still have the J-League to come and still have the issue around optic coverage and whatever else. But yeah. it's a start. People were very recently going mad about the K-League cards and whatever else. So K-League cards are here. But please note that for the time being, the player scores update within 48 hours after a K-League fixture ending. They do not they do not update in real time. They're working closely to fix that. Blah, blah, blah. So the K-League's here. Working very closely. Very One more thing on, on the on the other pod. I love oh, yeah. also this the social aspect that they're focused on. Because I, I loved your question about like why is FPL so popular and it's such a simple game. And it doesn't. It's not for real money at all. And they're like, yeah, it's 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 kind of like a, a a bragging rights thing, right? It's your rank is what matters. It's it's street cred. Um, and I think that hmm. being able to do that and being able to do like custom competitions with like different rules, I love that. Like yeah. I would go absolutely ham with that stuff. Um, so I thought that was really fun to hear that those are in the plan. So those yeah. those were my thoughts. Something you've made me think of something else as well. Something that I really took away from it, and I think a lot of people did, is I think. You know, before that, we all kind of knew the coins were here and whatever else. That podcast for me when I was talking to them was like, oh, this is going to be like a huge part of the platform. It isn't like a little fun side game. Coins yeah. is like where the platform's going, I think. Yeah. I think they're going to That's be the progress to... bar that we yeah. promised all they're those years ago. Super important, which means that's why right. it's even more like case not to spend them yet. Because if it's going to be that important, it better be yes. bloody engaging and you'll want them. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. If it's going to be a focal point of a platform and you don't want them, the platform will fail. You know what I mean? It's like they need <laughs> yeah. to make them that you want them. <laughs> they have to. Otherwise, they have to succeed. Otherwise, why? That's what I was saying about baseball. Super like, and unique to churn them. Yeah. Like if they're not, if yeah. I don't want them. So that's what I was saying about baseball. Like adding a second sport, it's a proof of concept that it's not just a soccer thing. So it has to succeed. Like they have to do what they have to do. So it's the same way. We'll move on to the next segment. I'm going to break up all this heavy so rare talk with my story of the week and i kind of had a couple of crap stories so i'm going to give you three very quick stories i was struggling this week obviously the big story of the week is that i went over to germany munich and gave away my der Klassiker vip ticket to a stranger but i'm not going to tell you about that so you just have to go and watch my youtube video I actually do it's on my mm. main channel and it's highly recommended thank you 
It is. It was. It was actually. It's the most. It was a huge change. Like long form wise, a lot of effort went in, and it was like yeah. even just the structure of it you and like tell. the storytelling. Like we really, really tried to make it as good as possible. So for me, it's the best thing I've ever made. Um, so if you like me, go and watch it, please. But that was crazy. I did give away my VIP ticket to a stranger. Um, but here's two little silly stories that happened within about two days of each other, and they both made me think, what on earth is happening in the world? So I walk up to a coffee <laughs> counter. On my way from Cork up to Belfast, up to Newcastle, where I live in, in County Down, and I pull in, Junction 14 Mayfield, if you're from Ireland, people will know this, and I ordered a coffee, and I like to get a nice little ice latte, you know, take it easy yeah. on the drive, you know, treat myself. Even in the winter? Some... Oh yeah, baby, let's get it in. Yeah. One squirt of caramel, okay. just to make it a little bit sweet, but not too sweet, kind of like yeah. me, and I'm at the counter, and I order my coffee, and that's fine. And the guy at the till next to me orders a five-shot espresso, right? A five-shot yeah. espresso. Americans probably do this every day. You're crazy, uh, right? Uh, don't 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 belittle American, my story. Let me have. I it. don't do it. He wasn't American, right? But he looked like Rick Astley, except more virgin and more spotty. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a strange character. Going back to his basement to like yeah. do some coding or something. And yeah. paler. He was very pale. I ordered a five-shot espresso, but I just witnessed the weirdest thing ever. So I walk around with my tail between my legs, feeling like completely emasculated to get my iced latte with a shot of caramel. And this guy walks around with the biggest dick energy I've ever seen in my life to stand beside me waiting for a five-shot espresso. And this sounds like I'm making it up. It was like a movie. And this is why it caught me. And I was like, this is my story. I was standing there and the two girls making it were looking at him and giggling like girls at school in a movie at this hot guy because he'd ordered these. Now, maybe they were laughing at him because he was a weirdo. Maybe he always does it. But I was standing there like, what is happening here? There was this weird tension in the air as the coffee, the five shot espresso was handed over. Like, would you like a lid or anything? And he's like, no. And he, he, he just started to drink it. <laughs> He just he just shotgunned the whole thing. <laughs> he he starts drinking this down. thing like glug glug glug, and then it's gone in the bin. Out the door, big man goes, leaving these women behind at the coffee machine giggling. So that was the first crazy drink story that happened. And I know it sounds small, but to me, it really hit hard. It, it was I felt like I was in a movie. This one's a you bit. Got shitter. to see him the only the only time that he's ever come out of his basement this month. You got to see him. Honestly, so it lucky. felt that way. I wish I took a photo yeah. of him. I really do. He normally gets delivered, but like the delivery people weren't yeah. running that day or something. So and then he, I got he had this, to come out. He had to come out into the sun. Yeah, get yeah. some vitamin D in. Um, vitamin big D energy is what he had. He really did. <laughs> had a lot of it. I swear. He had five but shots then, of it. <laughs> five shots. So the next day or two days later, I was in this place getting a pizza. Um, I was out for a bit of dinner. and What I, toppings did you get? Uh, we shared one and they wanted barbecue. So I said, okay. So it was like a oh. barbecue chickeny thing. There was lettuce on it. Don't, don't even go there. It's not my pizza lettuce? choice. Don't, ju don't judge me. Let me talk. Let me talk. Is that Kevin De Bruyne's thing, is it? <laughs> Let me talk. What's the, what's the quote? What's the KDB quote? Let me talk. What's the thing he says? Let me see. KDB, let me talk. It is. It is. Let me talk. He wants to talk to the ref and they're not sure away. Anyway, so. Well, you've had drinks with KDB, so you know. 
I did, yeah. Shout out, good man. Go watch that video. So, this is a crap one. I'd cut this, but I'm here now and I've teed you all up and you're on the edge of your seats. God love the people who didn't want to hear the story of the week and skip forward a minute because st- <laughs> I'm still here, baby, right? But I went in, got the pizza, blah, blah, blah. I went to order. I had this absolute bluffer of a waiter. When you hear this guy, you know one of those waiters that lingers a little bit too long, asks one too many questions and cares just a yeah. little bit too much, right? Yeah. You know, because there's a level. No, he overstepped it. But I said, he's like, what would you like? And I said, okay, I'm trying to be good. I was like, can I get a Sprite Zero, please? And he was like, oh, well, we only have Sprite, but it doesn't have any sugar. And I went, okay, <laughs> so you don't have Sprite Zero, but you have Sprite, but, you have what Sprite but it doesn't Zero have sugar. Is. And he said, yeah, it's crazy. He said, like, we got a pallet of it through the other day and we looked at it and it's like, there's like no sugar, but it's just Sprite. He said, I think, I'm pretty sure all Sprite now just doesn't have sugar. Like, there's no sugar in it. And I went, all right. I didn't want to like argue with him. I was like, okay, well, look, just bring me a Sprite with no sugar then. That's fine. He comes back and hands me a Sprite with a glass of ice. And I looked at it. Ingredients, carbonated water, sugar, this, that. And I was like, this guy is off his nut. What is going on? I didn't have the heart to tell him. So I just like drank this thing. Now, obviously, I'm just, I'm not a guy who will never drink a fizzy drink. But when you're trying to be good, of like a Wednesday night having a bite of dinner. So I was just a bit like, geez, this guy was off his game. Absolute bluffer. Full of shite. Anyway, moving on. Next segment. Um, I'll have a better story next week. Pump permission. It's time for you to pump three mm. players of your choice. You have absolute, complete and utter permission to try and convince everyone to go and flood the market and buy these. But everyone listening, you need to remember... This is not financial advice. Do your own research. We're having a bit of fun, okay? He's just going to talk about three players he likes. An under-23 player, a bargain, and then another player who can be anyone. Hit me. So we'll start under-23. So I I like to pump guys that I feel like are undervalued, right? I'm I'm not going to go for the Mm. the big hitters that are – everybody knows who they are, right? Yeah. I'm going for a big hitter here who everybody should know who he is, who hasn't had a great start to the season, but it's not like he's been terrible either. And his price has plummeted. Um, So if you're looking for U23 in the MLS for the summer, go pick up a Facundo Torres. Cause this dude is like basically the equivalent of Tiago Almada. Like he's very, very similar as far as AA goes, uh, as far as decisive goes, he just hasn't had like a great, great start to the season. Part of that's Mm. because Orlando has been in the champions league, which if you know anything about MLS, basically is a doom sentence uh, because teams aren't deep enough to handle both competitions. Um, so they're, And they got a new uh, attacker in that they haven't quite meshed yet. But once they figured out, this dude's going to be insane. His L40 is still 57, which for the MLS is really, really high. Um, and his price is a quarter of what it was over the winter. So go pick him up. I, that's just my advice, but it's not financial. So... <laughs> yeah. um, one uh, one bargain bin. Yeah, 80, 80 bucks he was selling for back in January. Yeah, he's 31 now for the old limited. So definitely go pick one up. Mm. Um, one bargain bin guy. Um, and shout out to our guy Nashi because he's a big uh, he's a big Chicago Fire fan. Uh, and I'm going to take his his guy that he's been on forever. It was Rafael Chichos, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, but apologies if I'm not. Uh, dude came from the Bundesliga. He's a he's a center back. He's a little older, but he puts up numbers. And Chicago should be a very defensive team. He's had a great start to this season, and he is almost free if you want to buy him. I think he's a couple dollars, maybe. It's four dollars and seventy three cents, according to Sora Data, which is one Why of the greatest websites on the planet. 
Uh, C-Z-I-C-H-O-S. Chichos. Uh, he's a fire defender, average L40 of 55. But he's also great capped right now because he's 49. Oh, uh, his his cost on cap is 49. I uh, and he puts in scores. Half for the summer, yeah. Yeah, he puts in scores. Um, every now and then, a little decisive action. So he can, he can yeah. get up into the 80s. So, yeah, he's a great player. Came from the Bundesliga. And um, Chicago has uh, Chris Brady back there in goal now. So they are, uh, they're a very defensive team, especially at home. So that's the, that's the bargain Ben guy. Mm. Um, the anyone else guy, we're going back to U23, but I didn't want to use him for U23 because he's only U23 until June. Mm. Um, this is a dude that has also been very, very good. Um for a while pablo ruiz from rail salt lake he's 24 so he ages out in the in the middle of june or at the end of june but he was hurt to start this season and then had two decisive downs in the two games that he's played so far but he still averaged 20 aa in the two games that he's played so far he's back on set pieces now and uh he's not gonna have a ton of assists but he's gonna average you know 15 to 20 AA a week. So he's going to be a very consistent, like 55 type of guy. And every now and then he'll throw in a decisive and throw you an 85. So um, he's also very, very, very cheap right now. He's $6.52. So I'm yeah. pumping the low, the, the low end of the spectrum right now. No, I like it though. Like I, I do like that. They're great. Like even just for me, pinging them into like the limited gallery, they're great depth pieces, those cheap guys. Um, 100%. And even like then you look at rare, like I have the budget there at the minute where I go and pick up rares of these guys and just like it starts to churn for the summer because I yeah. am. Yeah, Pablo's only $100 in rare. Yeah. yeah. He's doing well at the minute, is it? Yeah, it's up to, it was up to 1800 yesterday. I didn't, I didn't see what it's at today. Oh, it's but. down a bit today. But like yeah. if you look at it over the last month, Sad. I mean, it, in the Euros, it's starting anyway, to get there. It's down to 1300, up at about 1750, 1700 now. Uh, okay, well, that was pump permission. I love it. Um, I'm going to save all those to like a watch list. Uh, I won't be posting that here or anything. It's just for me to track it and then rip people in the future if they do badly or big them <laughs> up to do well. So that's Pablo Ruiz, Rafael Chichos, and Facundo Torres. I love it. Right. Next up, we have So Rare Research and Development R&D, baby. Mm -hmm. I want one feature you'd add to the game, and you're going to get bonus points if I've never heard it before. So I put a lot of thought into this and really, you know, took my time over the course of like three, four minutes to think this thing out. Um, <laughs> Piece of shit. So it's probably the worst idea that you've ever heard. But um, so many, so I have two. I have a real one that like you've definitely heard before, but I want the bonus points. So um, I want a mode that's called play for pinks. It's a 1v1 mode where you have a lineup your opponent has a lineup and the winner's reward is they get to pick someone from the losing team and that's their reward so the transfer there's nothing from so rare that gets transferred the transfer is from the loser's gallery to the winner's gallery um and like yeah i would call it play for pinks and i'm sure there's some reason why we can't do that and it's a terrible idea but i thought about it for two minutes so. I actually love the idea. I think it would bring a lot of fun. People <coughs> think people would love it. I just don't think it'll happen because the whole thing so rare do to skirt laws is by saying, like, you won't lose things. So if yeah. you're going to lose things, I think they, they'd have trouble globally. But I mean, it's it's a, it's an optional mode. You don't have yeah. to play. That's they, on you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wonder like what stops people from organizing games like that outside. 
because I suppose you probably get done for multi-account and send the cards to each other or something. But anyway, so that was the real suggestion. That that was the that was the one you've never heard of before. Hopefully, okay. Um, um, so the the real one that I actually want to see is cross sport competitions. So yeah, I want to see like baseball players and football players and basketball players all in one, like for the months of March and maybe a little bit of April and then like October. That'd be so much fun to have all three yeah. sports going ham. Like that would be a yeah. lot of fun. A special weekly with it where you pick three players or you pick six yeah. players or you pick. I don't know how many it would need to be. Um, and I don't know how the weighting would be in terms of scores. Yeah, you'd have to like standardize the score somehow, but there's a way to do it. But if it's I, one I from each they've... sport, does it really matter? If everyone, uh, it'd be different if you pick five yeah, players and true. you put in anyone. You can use anyone from any sport, and then you, everyone right. puts in five football players because they're more likely to score more, or five baseball players. I don't know who scores the most. Um, and then obviously be in basketball, we have best ball, and then baseball is cumulative. Yeah. Baseball is cumulative, but they're also very low scores typically. Like, my Acuna went off this week, and he's 54 points. And he's had a great I, week. I hate myself so much. I forgot to set my baseball lineups, and I've got the one of Acuna. You do? I have the four of Acuna, and I've Which, offered trades multiple times, and you turn me down every time, John. But believe it or not, having the one of makes him score 10 times exactly the same as everyone else. <laughs> um, so, no, I like the ideas. I think I've obviously heard the multi-sport thing a lot. I've talked about it a lot because yeah. I massively agree, but um, it's nice to hear you agree, and that's what you want. Um, the other one... But having seen... 20 lineups of different, you know, sports... Yeah. That's what I want is this multi-sport. Multi-sport, baby. Um, I do think I've heard the Pink Slips idea roughly before, a couple of years ago or a while ago, but I think it's kind of been put to bed because of the gambling loss. No bonus points, but it is a nice conversation topic. I like it. Yeah. It is time to plug SoRare Data. So SoRare Data, sponsor this podcast. I make a lot of my content possible, so thank you, SoRare Data. And you know, if you watch any of my streams, that I use them every single day. It's absolutely true. Uh, their latest feature, it, might, it should be out by the time you watch this or listen to this their new lineup builder they've iterated again they might they've iterated this thing is absolutely mental but it's now suggesting lineups across different scarcity so it's not just like single um like mono scarcity Ooh, divisions it's like that's fun the pros and whatever else they can um optimize or the the kickoffs and whatever else and on top of that they've this really nice little tab along the bottom where you can look at the prize pool for the coming week and it shows you the average score required to get each position, which is lovely. And then it shows the historically what the lineup you've picked would have scored. So you can see like where historically this lineup would have come in and what prizes that would have equated to and all the rest. So it's actually their new lineup builders a belter. If you use the link below to sign up or code John Nellis, you'll get two weeks free at the top tier. You might get a bonus extra week. Regardless, it's the best sign-up offer out there. There's a few of us have at the affiliates, or ambassadors as we're called. Um, so please use mine if you decide to. Or if you upgrade you keep your straight subscription. Which one is which? I know. I know, dear God. Yeah. But um, Can I like... tell you what my favorite part of Sora Data is, real quick? Yes. Okay. Um, so I didn't even know this was here, because I, you know, I, I don't keep track of all of the social things that go on. So I'm sure they announced it somewhere, but I just haven't found it until recently. But the manager stats page is now fantastic as far as like breaking down gallery value and like how you're actually doing. I've never seen any any page or any like tracker that's this in depth and that's this like accurate, if it, mm. if it makes sense. So like it's so hard when you're like either playing in ETH or playing in Fiat to actually figure out how you're doing. And I feel like this is a really, really, really good 
way to do that. So, so shout out to them for this. To depress yourself if you want. <laughs> at the moment <laughs> oh god there's a lot of really fun stuff in there to go be wrong like they really do break it down across sport across scarcity whatever you want to do they tell you all your stuff spent on auction spent on offers ETH yields prizes won all the rest but like just looking here at my exposure and card value and blah 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 I think my gallery peaked at about 138 ETH and it's now worth this is this is how fun 47 or something <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I say I don't care, but when I see that, I care. (laughs) Oh, God. This is how you know how bad I've been in the past and how good I'm doing now. My line is just flat. This is a flat line. That's me. I was so bad before, and now I'm, like, actually figuring out how to play the game, and I'm, like, getting back to, like, what normal people do. Um, So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it it is what it is. Time for a few listeners' questions. Um, let's see who's popped a few in or any of you like. Is there any you like first? Um, I mean, shout out to our guy Hoodwink, who wants me to be a Seattle fan, and I'm clearly I'm not a Seattle fan, I'm a DC fan. But what's his fight his, and uh, chant? What's his fight his, and win Yeah, fight? that's that's Seattle's Seattle's chant, and there's a there's a viral video of of a dude doing it. What's um, it go like? <laughs> You're trying to get me to say it. I'm not, I actually don't know what it goes like. It's it's pretty simple. It's like, uh, come on, Seattle. Come on, Seattle. Fight and win. Fight and win. <laughs> oh, someone go, cut that. I got you to do it. I got him to we do it. it. Brilliant. Someone it. cut that and put it everywhere. <laughs> Fight and win. Cut it and post it on Twitter. <laughs> Let's get this guy viral. Right. Um, Chris Dalton wants to know which MLS teams are underperforming at the moment and worth looking at for the rest of the season. So instead of players, or you can mention players, mm. but like more specifically, what teams, teams. could have an yeah. opportunity? Definitely Philly. They're in the midst of Champions League. We like their depth a lot, um, but there's an eighth in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, Andre Blake's been hurt a little bit, so they've always been a very defensive team. He's back now, so maybe Philly gets a little bit of an uptick. Um, I don't know. In the in the I don't. The West is kind of what I expect. Maybe Portland, I thought, would be a little bit better, but I don't think they're going to be good now based on having watched them. I think they're just not a great team. Um, maybe the Red Bulls. They're in twelfth right now in the Eastern Conference, and they've made the playoffs like thirteen years in a row or something. So the chances of them getting a little bit better are pretty high. Also had some tough fixtures, um, so I, I think eventually the Red Bulls will kind of get it together a little bit. But I think. Um, mostly this is kind of where we are like since the atlanta new england columbus nashville are kind of the really good teams in the east mm. seattle lafc maybe dallas are kind of the really good teams in the west maybe st louis but they're a brand new team so we don't really know yet if st louis is good but they True. just keep winning john they were f- they they'd won five matches in a row to start their franchise like they'd literally never lost a game until this week they the greatest team that's ever played football before. I don't know if oh, you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I. But now they lost. Dallas. So now Minnesota's the greatest team to ever play football. Really? Because they beat the greatest team to ever play football. Oh, that's how it works. So the next team to beat yeah. Minnesota is then the greatest team Correct. ever to play football. Okay. I like yes. that. That's fun. That's really fun. Yeah. We track. Um, we're we're going to track it on our podcast. That's kind of fun. Yeah. 
Um, cool. I was just, I was, I was a little bit distracted trying to look at other questions. It was my bad because I posted this very late, so there aren't that many questions, but that's because I posted like an hour before we recorded. Um, Rob Marshall wanted to know, if you go to one club fixture anywhere in the world, what would it be? But you can only go to an Irish pub in that city to watch it. <laughs> the, the weird answer is it would have been Byron Dorman too. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bundesliga, so like I would definitely go go see that. Um, maybe in maybe the LAFC LA Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl would be El a Trafico. lot of fun. Yeah, El Trafico, and they're playing it at the at the Rose Bowl, which is like the hundred thousand person football stadium in LA. Mm. Uh, like the really old really cool stadium so that would it was supposed to be opening day but it got like weathered out i think it was lightning so they're playing at july 4th now which will be sick uh so maybe that one as far as the mls goes but yeah probably byron and byron and thorman would be a lot of fun oh thanks yeah appreciate that um rubbing it in did you I, have fun i did have fun not as much do you have more fun hmm as much fun as I could. Maybe. I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I had a you, great time. Do you know who, do you know who Nico Slaughterback is? Oh, get out of here. Oh, and he's injured. Now I can't even use him. I was trying to build lineups earlier and it's killing me. But anyway, and a Pamacano too suspended. So I'm like shafted for defenders and champion number 23 this week at Limited. Um, but it's really everyone who watches my YouTube who's shafted because I don't win those rewards they do. Mm. So I'm not that heartbroken, but I'm a little heartbroken. The other, th- the, the match I'd probably go to, I think there's probably some mad Brazilian or Argentinian one that would just be insane. But Ooh, I do yeah, think like, I think like if I was actually going to the game, that's probably what I would do. But I think when it comes to like going to the game, but not going to the game and sitting in an Irish pub and watching it, I probably would go somewhere that I'd have more fun and they all speak English, you know? Is there a, is there a big derby in Ireland? You got Cork. They're all shouting full of sectarianism. So it's like if you're going to go to an Irish pub, it should be in Ireland, right? No, I think the whole gimmick of Irish pubs is that we don't have Irish pubs because all the pubs oh. are Irish. <laughs> so yeah. when you go abroad, they're a little bit gimmicky or something. I don't know. I would probably go to America because I know when I went to Orlando, it was really fun. Like, it was really yeah. fun. And I think it could be like that in a bar there. But with the it depends. If you're looking for atmosphere, that's one thing. But if I'm looking to have a good time, just go with a bunch of clueless yanks and have a bit of crack. <laughs> you've never done that before with me. <laughs> yeah. that's for sure um, um actually yeah. can we can we include internationals because i'd love to go to the 2026 world cup final that well one, yeah there that. we go yeah yeah Dick. oh but would, would you like to go there or go to the city it's in do you know what i'd love it's to in do? new york i'd it's love to york, go so to yeah. i'd love to be in like buenos aires in the world cup final or like you know whatever yeah. team makes the final i'd love to be in their capital city and and a final for Argentina Brazil or something like a big rivalry. Oh, imagine that. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So there we That'd go. Be sick. I'd be interested. We'll do it. Answers. We'll get it done. Right. Time for oh the cap cup, the cap cup. It's time. So Quinny actually started really well. So he picked Tierney, Keaton Parks, and Depay. Tierney had a like cost of thirty three and scored sixty six. Keaton Ooh. had 42 cost, but only scored 40. And then Depay had a cost of 40 and only scored 14. I think he did better in the second game, but it's the first game that counts, as we all know. So Quinny actually came plus five was his score. Five points up. Um, I think you can beat that. And I want to just plug the Discord I've set up. If anyone wants to get in a little community um, on Discord, there's one. There'll be a link in the description of the podcast. There'll be one in the description of the video. And shout out Massive Ericsson. 
one of the lads in there set up a cap cup channel where he's tracking people picking players who they think can outscore their caps so if you want to play along with this go and get involved in the discord in the description but mls card guy time to pick your three players so you know we're going mls because we have to that's the brand that's yeah that's, you, you guys just have to deal with it for this week yep um so we're going we're going bryce duke to start things off bryce, bryce is stepping in duke bryce duke yep he's stepping into the midfield in miami for the injured gregory um he puts up some decent aa sometimes occasionally uh, but he's only 35 points uh so if you can nail a decisive then we're in we're in business uh, if not we're hoping for like 50 ish out of him so if we can get him plus 15 we'll be happy with that uh second one it's former premier leaguer uh mateus Kleek, i think i'm saying that right or cliche yep. i don't know uh Kleek, uh he former leeds united player plays for dc now so i had to pick one of my boys 40 on the cap score and he can he can bang them like he can he can you know have some assists have some goals so got a home matchup also i'm picking all home teams this week because mm. that's what you do in mls if you don't know and you have no idea about mls players just pick players that are playing at home and you'll have way more success um, so all these guys are playing at home. Matthias Click, 40 points. And then we are going nuts because we're going to pick Carlos Heel, who is on a 61. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a, baby. That's a ballsy call. All right. We're going, we're going on. So here's the reasoning. He's guaranteed to have like 20 to 25 AA because that's just East Carlos Heel. That's what he does. And they're playing Montreal, who's the worst defense in the league at home. Um, and I, he's just, he's going to have a decisive and he's going to put up 80 plus. So he's going to be at least 20 points for us. That's and I'm also going to be, so if you add up all of my scores, like the, the base level, I think is going to be higher than everybody else who plays this game because picking you're just going for big hitters to hit big. I, I love that. Hell yeah. 61, a 40 and a 35 for Bryce. So yeah, you're talking about a 136. Oh, it would have been yeah. kind of serendipitous if it was 137. Remember, we used to play that game. Oh, we're going to find somebody else now. Yeah. So Bryce Duke, Mateus Click, Carlos, 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 Carlos Hill, Carlos Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Hill. It's Hill. Not like Carles, though, isn't it? It's not like Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, e. it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you and what do you want them to yes, look sir. at? Yeah, so if you if you do the American soccer thing, uh, we have uh, so we're in the states soccer podcast. Uh, find us anywhere, Apple, you know, Spotify, all the big stuff. Um, we're on Twitter, so we're in the states pod. You can find my Twitter as MLS Card Guy. Um, so yeah, look us up on there. Come chat, hang out, ask questions. All Perfect the fun timing. Stuff. My dog started barking now. Of all times, good boy. That's Tell me the to alarm go. to like end it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see you yeah. later. Like the video and subscribe. I'm going to go and see who he's barking at. Bye-bye.